Hey, it's Brian. Uh, you can either leave a message or don't leave a message, but I highly suggest that you do. Oh, you highly suggest that people leave a message, you class clown, funny guy. Dude, you're such a fucking geek. Once you get a fucking life, dude, you better watch your back. I'm serious. I'm getting tired of your fucking shit. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Because I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb guy. Brian, you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me. I already really like you. Your midweek download destination. I told you about Brian. I told you. Come on, man. Brian was just making a joke. I'm so lucky to have met you, Brian. You're such an amazing guy. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And note to self, don't die or get shot in a road rage incident or get your windows smashed with a tomahawk. Just so you know, the front end of that, that is not recent audio. That is audio from 13, 14 years ago, which I'll get to here shortly. Thank you for finding the follow-up version of the Weekly Dose. We'll call it the Weekly Dose for July 5th, 2018. This is the Stone On Air Podcast. I felt the need to jump back in here real quick. I mentioned it on Monday that I was considering doing two shows this week, but for a completely different reason at the time. I I didn't really know what the reason was. Uh, Sometimes you just got to organically let that happen, but I like the idea of doing two since I got one done over the weekend. And uh, then I scratched the idea because I stayed up drinking all night on Tuesday, and I just got back from the CFC. Chattanooga Football Club. I left at about the forty, uh, about the fifty-five minute mark. Big time down there. A lot of fun. For the record, I've been going to these soccer games for many years, long before it was super cool to do so. And uh, and fi- you know, Fourth of July, hubbubaloo kind of thing. I, you know, I just figured, you know, what, screw it. I'm not going to do a show because I just don't feel like it. To be totally honest with you, but a Facebook post which it wasn't just Facebook, but that's where it got its most uh, traction because that's always where things get their most traction. I got a little bit on Instagram as well, but a post I put out, there's this company called Wave, W-A-V-V-E. It's a way to make these little, they call them videos. They're not really videos. It's still pictures that you can put pictures and information and you can decorate them in lots of different ways and then you can drop an audio file on it. And it's a little uh, you know, pr- promotional way to push your radio show your podcast, yeah, anything for any any you can use it for anything you you want. I, it's so cool. I love it. It's fun to play with. It's fun to put together, and it takes a snapshot of the show. You can do up to like five or six, ten minutes, but no one's going to sit there and listen to it for five or six, ten minutes. So what I do is I take, I try to keep it at a minute because Instagram keeps things at a minute for video, and uh, Twitter, I think it goes, I think it goes a lot longer. Facebook, you can put 100 million hours. You know, you can just bore people to death on Facebook. But I, I figured 45 seconds to 60 seconds was the way to go. So I posted this clip, which I'll play for you here in a minute, just because I know not everybody who listens is on all these social medias. And even if you are, many people don't pay attention to social media. A lot of people think that, hey, I put it on Facebook, so I, you know, everybody knows now. No. A lot of people don't give a shit about what you put on Facebook. All right? A lot of people aren't looking forward to what you or me or any of us have to say so i'll play that clip 
and the just here in a little bit and the reaction that I got from that was um, I'm not going to say shocking because I did this on purpose. I was purposely perplexing. I was purposely confusing. I wanted to make people think. I wanted to make people pay attention. I wanted to intrigue people and not necessarily the average person who you know looks forward to things that I might post or things that I might do because there's some of of you out there and I you know I'd love you to death you know that but there are some people who don't really care you know I get it I, I understand so I wanted to be I don't not controversial I just wanted I wanted to someone to look at that and be like what that whoa whoa wait huh huh whoa oh time out time out beep beep back it up what what did he just say so therefore you listen to it again and Adults, people who are not emotional, emotional, uh, self-control as children can stop and evaluate and figure out what it is they're hearing before they lose their mind. The problem is that the majority of people out there are not that they are emotional, self-control as children who can't pay attention to what's in front of them. Their attention span is so, 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 so tiny. My index finger and thumb about an inch apart that's that's the, the the length of the attention span and rather than look into what this is they have to fire off i'm mad i'm mad i'm mad i'm typing i'm typing i'm typing click 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 enter 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 i'm mad it was almost a case study i didn't really do it exactly specifically that way but it it turned out to be almost a case study in overreactions of of grown-ass men and women and uh and it, and, it, and it got me a lot of attention, and I, uh, that was the point. So, you know, my mission accomplished, I guess. And it, and it irritated some people, and, um, but in the end, things are clearing up, and I, I just wanted to follow up on that. So I'm going to get more into that here in just a couple of minutes. First of all, what are we going to do this, uh, this show? This is going to be a little shortened show, I think. I don't know. Hell, I'm already six and a half minutes in. I'm not sure how long it's going to go. It's a two-segment show. In the second half, I'm just going to talk about America, all right? It's 4th of July. I don't care about fireworks, but I understand the importance of the date, and the celebrations are important. And while it does seem like everybody hates each other, you can go to so many different areas uh, of time, history, of 200 and however long, it's not 250, 200, two and a half hundred years, and you can look at times when the country was divided. It, it started all the way back to the beginning when they were trying to decide whether they were going to declare independence because there was people like, oh my God, we can't, this is the king of England. We, you know, it's, we, we can't walk, we can't walk away from this. What happens if we don't win? What if we don't, we don't prevail? We'll be prisoners. We'll be, you will, our lives will be miserable for the rest of our lives. It was a very, very bold and brave step that was much more than just saying, hey, I am not, or we are not going to take this anymore because most of the people, or basically all of them, we're from that area of the world. It's not like they were indigenous. You know, we didn't ask the, the Native Americans, Indians, what they thought. We just killed them off. This was, these were people who were not indigenous to this, to this territory, to this land, having to decide to be basically traitors, to be basically committing treason to their homelands. That's a big, that's a big deal. And I don't, I don't think we look at it, uh, dissect it all that much. And I'm not going to dissect it all that much either. I'm not a historian. I'm fascinated by American history. I'm fascinated by all history, but more specifically American history, because in the short period of time that this country's been here, it really is some of the most fascinating 
uh, innovations and just stories fit into this tiny, tiny, tiny little area of time. Two and a half hundred years. You know, <laughs> that's not old. This is still, this isn't very much an experiment. I, I, it looks like it's probably going to work out overall, at least for the, all of us alive's lifetime and a generation or two ahead. But it's fascinating stuff. So that, that'll be just kind of fluff on the way out in the second segment. And I'll get to these back and forths on, um, on, on the Facebook page here towards the tail end of the open here of the show. But I want to I, I wanna just kind of give you an example of, of, of context and how important that it is and how important that people pay attention to the context of what somebody says uh, in, in, in what you're reading, in what people are talking about, in videos, in quick audio clips, in anything. You've got to get the context of the situation. And it's so important to understand what you're listening to. And as I was going through all these things and playing, finding this old audio, I have found a treasure chest in these, um, in some compact discs I found and these, these flash drives. I have found a treasure chest of audio that I forgot existed. It's, it's blowing my mind. Back when I was 22, 3, 4, 5, 6, all I did was create promos and create uh, audio productions because it's always been my thing. It, I, you know, it bores me a little bit more now, but I, I just was in love with that kind of stuff. I'm finding all this cool stuff, and it's been so much fun. And I found this little audio uh, four-minute song montage that I made that I'm going to play here shortly. Uh, and and I, I meant to say this right off the top. This show is going to have a lot of gratuitous uh, uh, profanity in it. There's already been some. There's going to be more. I'm not a big fan of profanity. I do like sex, and I generally hate violence. But gratuitous violent sex and profanity, I always think, is is uh, is, is ridiculous. But there's going to be a good amount of it in here. So heads up. You've been warned. Profanity going the rest of the way. The good thing about America right now is smoking pot and cussing. Nobody cares anymore. But so I found this uh, thing I made for this guy I have, I'm just was enemies with in the middle part of the first decade of the century. And it had, it had to do with a girl. And I'm not going to get into the whole the whole story because it was an absolute. Actually, the story is pretty good, but uh, it's a little too anecdotal to make a podcast out of. So it was just a disaster. And so I'll get to that here in a minute. I'm going to play what I put together to clown this guy, to intellectually kick this guy's ass. Because that's what I did. I beat the bleep out of him intellectually. And I'm not real smart. I'm not this overly intelligent, you know, highly educated guy. You don't have to be really smart to intellectually beat somebody up. So I'll get more into that here. As But let me set it up like this. So if, if I said right now, like I'm about to say, that I enjoy making people feel stupid. Well, that on its face about face value it's a pretty crummy thing to say so if you were listening to this and you heard me say that i enjoy making people feel stupid that is just that's a pretty damn awful thing for somebody to say if you left it sitting there right there and that's all so if people treated my facebook post that i put out there the other day and that, that led to people maybe even sampling the podcast but didn't go all the way through it that makes people overreact and think, what an asshole that guy is. Can you believe Brian? This guy openly out loud said he enjoys making people feel stupid. I mean, what kind of low-life dick is this guy? But if I followed up and continued to tell the story of what I meant by that, 
Then it puts it in perfect context and it makes perfect sense. And only somebody who just wanted to hate me and to talk spit about me would, would, would react that way. And those people I don't care about. Like if you just want to hate, then just hate. I don't, I don't spend any amount of time worrying about that. And that's the same concept with the situation with the podcast from Monday. Uh, I guess it was Tuesday when it officially hit. And that's the same concept we get with clips from the president. The same context we get clips like it just popped in my head. Mitt Romney. I enjoy firing people. When he was talking in with context back in 2012, he didn't just say, hey, listen to this, guys. Firing people's awesome. I love it, man. You're out of here. You're screwed. Have a good one. Enjoy life, asshole. That's not what Mitt Romney was doing. That's not what he said. That was not his point. Nobody took the context of what he was saying. He was saying is, I like the opportunity to be able to run a successful business and decide whether my, you know, make my own decisions as to whether these employees are beneficial to my bottom line. That's not a, that's not a ridiculous statement. Makes perfect sense. He just used words that people didn't want to hear. And all they took was, I like it when they fire people. I like to fire people. So that's the same thing. If I told you and just left it right there and you walked away and you didn't listen anymore, I enjoy making people feel stupid. God, what a jerk. So what am I talking about? I've never quite understood the barbaric nature of mainly men, males, females at times too, but seems to be predominantly a, uh, a male thing of fighting each other, like fighting, like punching each other, right? I, I, you know, hey, I'm going to fight you. I'm mad. I'm going to kick your ass. Like I, I've never understood it. Now, I am a very uh, uh, weak individual. I don't have a lot of strength. I couldn't do well in sports because I didn't have the muscle mass and the strength to be able to hit and play and swing and throw as good as all the other guys could. And I've never been into uh, advancing that through, you know, bodybuilding or working out or, you know, lifting weights and things like that. Uh, just at nature, I'm a thin, weak person. So I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that well, I'm not going to fight. Why the hell would I do that? I'm going to get my ass kicked no matter who it is. But it really evolved more into just fighting is barbaric. Fighting is what? We're grown-ass adults. We're going to punch each other in the face? What are you talking about? And so I've had a few instances over the years where I had, I had conflicts with people who were like to fight guys. And a couple of them were just no big deal, kind of brush-ups, and then they just swept away. And I always kind of got a, a little grin out of the fact that you can call me names. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of this. But if you, if you hit me, you're going to jail because I'm going I'm to call the cops and press charges on you. You know, oh, you're a pussy. Yeah, whatever, dude. Shut up. I've been that way for a long time. And certainly in my old age where I don't care about anybody, I've long, or what everybody thinks, I've long been that way. And so the biggest situation I had was around 2005. A longtime friend of mine, family friend, I know his parents, his brother is still a great friend of mine. I still hate the guy. Not going to tell you his name. If you want to find out, just text me. I'll tell you. But there's no reason to put it out on the show. But he, he basically, in, in a disastrous situation that I put myself in, in 2004 and 5 and 6, you know, I'm 24, 25, 26. Uh, I'm dating this younger girl, and it's, you know, it's fun until it's not. And she's now sleeping with him. And it, you know, breaks my heart. Now I'm upset. Now I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to die. What am I going to do? And then so we keep going back and forth. And this guy's supposedly one of my better friends. Blah, 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 blah. Use your imagination. You can pretty much probably guess. Several different times we ran into each other over the course of this year, basically the summer of 05. And this guy's just, he's all brawn, no brains. And so constantly we would get into it a little bit. 
and I wasn't scared of him because I knew he didn't want to go to jail because he was. A, th- these were drug addicts too. I mean, both these two idiots were coked out of their head and whatever else. And so, I was, but he knew he didn't want to go to jail. I mean, he was just smart enough to figure that out. And so, con- two two or three different times, I had interactions with him where it was like he got so mad, like I have a dent in my car still because he punched my car. He broke my antenna off my car, the same one I'm driving right now, um, because. Yeah, I called the cops on him at that point. They asked if I wanted to file a, a report for vandalism, and I said no. And so I would co- consistently tell this guy, pull up the police, Chattanooga Police Department, I think it's 698-2525, pull that number up and say, here, you see this phone? You see that number? I'm about to hit send as soon as you punch me. Would you like to spend the night in jail? Is that where you're hoping to go tonight? Because all you got to do to make it there, hit me in the face right now. And, of course, he didn't want to do that. That was a little bit of a gamble on my part because if he hit me, it would have been bad. He didn't. And so constantly I'm kind of mentally sparring with him and I'm constantly beating the shit out of him. I'm beating his ass intellectually constantly. It's not because I'm super smart because I'm not, but it's not hard to outwit a numb nut who just can't wait, you know, who can't control their emotions, whether it's on social media, which we didn't have then, or at least not like we do now or in real life. Critical thought doesn't take any kind of intelligence. To critically analyze your situation, you don't have to be this highly educated person. All it takes is some attention to detail, composure, and focus to critically evaluate your situation and, 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 and intellectually beat the shit out of somebody. And that's what I always did to this guy. And one of the, 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 the shining moments that, made, that was so much fun was... He called me and left this voicemail. It's very short. That was what you heard on the front end of the show. And so back then, really, your best bet was still compact disc, burning discs. Burning CDs was like a really popular thing at the time. And so the song by Nine Inch Nails, Piggy, I took that song and I took the phone call and I cut it up and I put things on top of it. And then I made a, a, a burned disc of this that I'm about to play for you and gave it to all of our friends, because we were high school friends, and we all had the same friends. Every single person that had any kind of contact at that time in the year 2005 had a compact disc of this. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed, and people loved it, and it was, and it infuriated me about lost his damn mind. And it was another case of an absolute intellectual KO. Knocked him out. Now, you know, Last laugh was maybe on me. He's still sleeping with my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend at that time. But so this is four and a half minutes. I'm going to commentary over it a little bit. Nine Inch Nails, Piggy, I call it the remix. That's what the disc said when I found it in my, uh, again, this is a treasure chest. I've been having fun with this. And so uh, let's go ahead and fire that up from the hotkey page from the iPad. This is from 2005. Hey, it's Brian. Uh, You can either leave a message or don't leave a message, but I highly suggest that you do. Oh, you highly suggest that people leave a message, you class clown, funny guy. Dude, you're such a fucking geek. I warned you, like I said, a lot of uh, language in today's show. But I was proud of this back in the day. Once you get a fucking line, dude. And really, just such a great song from Nine Inch Nails. Such a great song, such a great album. The Downward Spiral in the mid-90s. Oh, you shoe-class clown, funny guy. You must. Black and blue and 
Remember, I put this copy of this CD in almost every friend's hand that we knew at the time. Once you get a fucking life, dude. Cause I don't care anymore. Best stretch is coming up right here. You class clown, the funny guy, dude. Such a fucking geek. Hey, pig. Nothing's turning out the way I'm playing. You better watch your back. I'm serious. I'm getting tired of this fucking shit. Woohoo! So this guy's a big Notre Dame fan, so when I switch to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish music, you'll know why. A little less than two minutes until we wrap this one up. One more time in its entirety. First, let's cue up the band. One, two, three, four. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of Brian Lawrence. If you're not getting me, it's probably because I'm, I'm volunteering down at the soup kitchen helping the homeless get fed. I just got back the other day from Louisiana where I took a church group to help with the Hurricane Katrina Relief Fund. Make sure you leave a message, and I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Oh, you highly suggest that people leave a message, you class clown, funny guy, dude. You're such a fucking geek. Once you get a fucking line, dude, you better watch your back. I'm serious. You're getting tired of your fucking shit. This <laughs> is short voicemail. So this is very much an example of intellectually kicking this guy's ass. And I was very, very happy to do that. Can't go to jail for doing that. <laughs> and moral of the story is, if you're going to threaten to kick somebody's ass, you might not want to do it. Said person has capabilities of putting you on CD. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Once you get a fucking line, dude. Would you people get a life? And that's such a great ending, too, because it really was. Would all of you assholes just get a life? Would you all stop being a bunch of, uh, of immature children? Because I was, I was not my finest moment uh, at that time, either. I mean, again, I was twenty, barely 25 years old. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I just got to thinking that, in that setting, and anytime somebody wants to try to confront me or in any kind of confrontation, I want to intellectually win. I want you to walk away and feel dumb. I want you to walk away and feel like, what just happened there? But if I just said, I like to make people feel stupid, or I really enjoy making people feel stupid, 
and that was it, and you didn't get any more context? Well, yeah, that makes me an asshole. But it's also not true. It's fake. It's fraudulent. It's just somebody trying to get pissed off about something because they don't have an attention span to actually figure out what the situation is. And that same thing happened with this whole hashtag fire Jeff thing from earlier this week that I started about a week ago. And yes, selfishly, I have done a little bit as kind of a cash grab where I'm trying to find people who wouldn't normally be listening. I admit it out loud, hand right now up in the air in my garage here as I record this on the 4th of July. This is that less than 60 second, about a 50 second wave form, uh, a wave video I made that I put out on all social media on um, Wednesday morning. This is what it sounded like. I dare you. I dare you. I double dog dare you to fire Jeff. Fire Jeff Styles so I can get him in my possession and his intellectual property in my brand. Do it. Your company is already in ruin. It'll be in complete ruin if you do that. Give me access to Jeff. Me and Jeff will take over this town. We'll take all your advertisers. New media is real. Let your ego take over. Let your ego think that you're more important and you're bigger than the flagship. Do it. Do it, scumulus. I mean, cumulus. Do it. I dare you. Do it. Fire Jeff Styles and do it right now. I might have just saved your job, Jeff. <laughs> I might have just saved your job. Now, that was just from the last uh, podcast. So I wanted to make sure and play that because I had a lot of stuff that people I was regularly listening to or regularly listening to the podcast might not have waited to the end to hear because I put a lot of stuff from Jeff Styles in the past from a couple of years ago. Some people weren't a fan of that idea, and I'm not going to make a habit of it by any stretch. And I get that. I understand it. If you don't want to hear it, then just check out and come back uh, next time. I, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, but so you might not have heard that at the end. And I put that out there, yes, because it's very, it's very bold, right? It's very brash. It's very, uh, it, it's very bombastic. And if you don't listen closely and then follow up, you might be a little confused. And that's what happened through the Facebook page. There's a Sam, uh, there's a Lonnie, there's a, a Greg. Several different people pop in here. They talk a little bit more about the, the, the situation itself, which I won't uh, reset because anybody listening to this point already knows. But this was a reply that I got. On the, on the specific thing you just heard uh, post from Jeff Styles' ex-wife. Her name is Crystal, and this is what she posted. Jeff's side of the story makes a lot more sense to me. I've known him for over 30 years, and he's not the type to physically attack someone for no reason. I don't know your beef, Brian Stone, but you are my enemy now. I responded to Crystal. I believe we've met maybe twice. Your history with Jeff proves to me that you must be an intelligent person. I just ask that you don't be the average, uninformed, overreactionary type that doesn't understand what they are seeing or hearing because of failure to listen. I get that this is an emotional situation, but you clearly are overreacting to something you don't comprehend. Then Greg says, but who got out of the car and made physical contact with deadly weapon with the other vehicle in front of witnesses? I, I don't know, dude. That's, that's not, again, you're, you're not paying attention. Uh, two or three other things here that aren't as interesting to read. Let's see. So Sam Hall, who was in the radio business in the 1990s, uh, I was too young to remember, but I do believe that's true. So it says, Brian, you know the other side of the story, yet you choose to turn this into some self-serving publicity stunt. 
Let the legal system work through this before judging him personally. Nobody knows exactly what they would do after being threatened with a gun and repeatedly run off the road. The man was in fear of his life. I responded to Sam. Two things. One, good call. This is a self-serving publicity stunt. The thing you fail to understand is it's completely honest. And two, how have I judged him personally? Sam comes back. Calling for someone's dismissal from their livelihood before their day in court seems more of a personal attack. There's too much of that going on by corporations as it is. Yet many public servant positions enjoy paid leave while waiting for a trial of, li- of likely conviction on more serious charges. I responded to Sam, you clearly have no idea what I'm doing. You're hearing things. You're not listening. Typical overreaction without a thorough dissection of the situation. I'm sure you'll respond, but for your own good, you shouldn't. But I'm still waiting. And of course, six minutes later, just responding to the post that said, let's get hashtag fire Jeff trending seems pretty straightforward. Me to Sam. How many more times are you going to publicly admit that you clearly have no understanding of what's going on here? And then I checked out from there. There might have been a few more things after that. Greg says, as far as I care, the earth can open up and swallow them both. But in the eyes of the law and what can be proven and relevant in court, we both know the answer. I totally get it, though. Radio Brotherhood closes ranks and protects its own. Tim says, Brian, you, like Jeff Styles, need to grow up. And Brian, no problem. Let's see. Brian, you don't talk all the time. I think you don't need to talk all the time. Sometimes you should shut up and listen, which, again, is my point that nobody is paying attention to. And there's a little bit more not necessarily worth going into. But then, then my dear and lovely and wonderful friend, Rebecca Cruz Styles, yes, the legal wife to one Jeff Styles comes in and puts all the dopes in their place. Rebecca says, for the record, I do get it. It did throw me off a bit at first, but after listening to the podcast, I get it. I thought it was funny. You just have to listen to the podcast to get what Brian is actually saying. By the way, detractors will jump to the conclusion that you're an anti-Jeff guy because that's what they want to hear. They will never be convinced otherwise, no matter what. And they're not going to listen to the entire story. That's their choice. Supporters are quick to defend him since so few people are doing that. With extremely negative coverage in the media, emotions are running high, but one day soon, Jeff will get the chance to tell his side of the story. It's all going to be okay regardless of what happens here. I responded, Rebecca, thank you for that. One could argue that I shouldn't be exploiting Jeff's situation for attention, and I would understand that argument. What I do on a weekly basis is talk about my life, the cultural temperature, and relevant time-specific topics, and it's what I've always done and will do for the rest of my life. Those who choose to care know good and well that I love Jeff dearly and would personally support him in most any situation. That radio station, on the other hand, I revel with the thought of its inevitable demise. Is that being petty? Probably. But upper management dynamited that bridge, not me. She responds, you have nothing to worry about. If there's one thing I've learned through this horrible experience, it's who our friends are, and you are one of them. Sam then does come in and kind of wave his white flag and say, really? 
Is this like a puzzle where I have to listen and collect the clues to win now expanded to expanded to multiple media platforms? If Rebecca is good with it, then I feel better about the whole mess, but I'm not sure it's an effective way to make a point. Crystal, the ex-wife who said I'm now her enemy said me too. I'm assuming that's in reference to if Rebecca's good with it, then she is too. Whew. And, uh, I hold no, no ill feelings towards Crystal or Greg or Sam or any of these people. It's just stupid-ass Facebook. Why would I care about that? So that, that's kind of how that went. And I just felt like it needed, it deserved a follow-up. And without context, you can't understand what the situation is most times. I mean, if something's a totally plain, you know, cut cookie cutter thing that doesn't have any kind of layers to it well then maybe you don't need any context but i promise you everything i do my goal is is that you need to 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 gather in everything you're listening to to fully understand what it is and i purposely made it a little confusing i didn't mean it as as a case study of of dullards on the internet but that's kind of what it ended up being i love jeff styles i love rebecca i love bill lockhart i love kevin west I like a lot James uh, Reynolds, Jim Reynolds. I, I guess I love him too. Scott McMahon, uh, Cowboy Joe Varner. They're all employees of the radio station. Uh, I, I remember the filter I've got here. You know, we still don't wait every cost. I love them all. Now their upper management can go jump off the old Jotty for all I give a damn. But so there you go. I enjoy making people feel stupid. And if that's all you heard, you wouldn't understand what the hell it is I'm talking about. Coming up next, a very cool version of the Star Spangled Banner. And let's just talk America for a minute. How about it? This is the Stone on Air podcast, the follow-up bonus edition for July 5th, 2018. I'll be right back. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com.
posted on Twitter a retweet of this and said, I hate the Giants and I hate Metallica. But damn it, that's the coolest thing. And right after I posted that, it got me thinking that I need a new segment on this show once a week called The Coolest Thing. Hashtag this week's The Coolest Thing. So that's a new idea I just came uh, up with today that I'm hoping to find something every week that is super cool to have a little quick short segment of this week's hashtag the coolest thing. So that was at the Giants game uh, Wednesday afternoon on the 4th of July. So um, as I was recording this, it's late on a 4th of July night. It's basically the 5th in the middle uh, getting close to after midnight and the fireworks are just exploding, man. They're everywhere. And I, you know, I don't care about fireworks at all. I don't have any interest in sh- shooting them off. And yeah, I get it. They're, they're kind of fun at times. Um, really high end, like trippy dippy fireworks are pretty wild, especially if you're on drugs, but I don't tend to be on drugs all that much anymore. But I, I still think it's it's a little it's it's a way to entertain a dullard. You can always you know you just get a big gathering of dumb people. Ooh, hey, woo, wah. But I get it. I get it. It's a fan. It's a fun family thing. And the Fourth of July is a really really important date to celebrate and to document and to uh, and and to never forget how important and how uh, really game changing to the world. That it was like, I mean, this is a massive world that is watching these little colonies in this strange land that not long before that people weren't even sure if the, you know, if the round, if the the globe was round, the world was round. If you fell off when you just went down the other side and the world was flat, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a very, 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 um, such a primitive time that it is, it, it, it's easy to forget Like, my God, how brave of a situation that was. So I got a little thing from a history channel. I'm going to play here in a minute. But in the honor of fireworks and using audio clips from old movies that I always love to, uh, to document things, Joe Dirt, Snakes and Sparklers, where is the good stuff? Well, I see you got them snakes and sparklers, but where's good stuff, man? Good stuff. This is the good stuff. Snakes and sparklers. Are you nuts, dude? You need stuff to explode. Go boom. Why is that? <laughs> you might, might as well ask, why is the tree good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good? So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No, because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. And I could have gone on and on with that, with the uh, let's shoot fireballs at it and gasoline, the breakfast of champions. I could have done all that stuff. Speaking of Jeff Styles, there was many times over the years on the air that we would, you know, movie talk would come up and quotes and, uh, and and different scenes, and he hated Joe Dirt. Hated Joe Dirt. That was the dumbest damn movie ever. Now, I thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. Keep in mind, I was 21 when the movie came out. He was 41 when the movie came out. 
it probably seemed like a juvenile piece of uh, you know what. So uh, we argued about that and made jokes over the uh, over the years about that. That just popped into my head as I got out of that. So happy Fourth of July! I know it's the fifth now, and we're right in the dog days of summer. I had a little note to self. I'm going to tell you on the way out. I forgot. I don't. I don't do scripts. And I do show outlines and show sheets. I don't do scripts, but I wrote down something to try to remember, say, last segment. I didn't get to. I'll tell you about that on the way out. This is something I found real quick. It's not overly um, information you didn't know already, but it's like Newt Gingrich, uh, Brokaw, uh, Colin Powell. I'm going on memory only here. I didn't write the names down. I'm sorry. Um, it's about three and a half minutes long from the History Channel just talking about that uh, the, the the signing and the writing of of and the draft of the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence, for me, is one of the best pieces of writing I've ever seen. It's a revolutionary document for a revolutionary statement. You cannot help but be stirred when you read those words. Thomas Jefferson's writing uh, is absolutely magnificent. And when he wrote, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. That was the first time anybody had bothered to write that down. And then you turn the clock back and think of when he was writing, how young he was, what a statement it was given the history of the world at that point. And you feel the excitement of being on the cusp of something so profound that it's hard to put it into words. If you review our Declaration of Independence, it has those beautiful words about all men are created equal and governments are formed among men to represent the people. It was a good statement of what we were all about. And that's the only thing people remember about the Declaration of Independence, that it was about all men are created equal. But it's really a roughly a 28 count indictment against King George. And therefore, because of the the way in which the British Crown treated us, we now declare that we are a free country and we want to let you know why now. We're going to have a war. We're going to have a war. In 1776, you have the Continental Congress meeting in, uh, in Philadelphia debating uh, a unified position for the colonies with respect to the hostilities that have already broken out. And the fundamental issue uh, between them is are they fighting for their rights as Englishmen within the British Empire? Uh, or are they going to fight uh, for independence? And they're seriously divided. People who are perfectly willing to re- uh, resist the tyranny of the British government are not necessarily willing to strike for independence. But there's a groundswell in favor of it, I think in large measure because they recognize that having provoked the lion this far, uh, there's no going back. All of a sudden you have this group of people who are going, no, we're not part of some great chain of being with the king at the top of it. We are free people. We, we can vote for who we want to have in charge. And we're not going to tolerate you telling us that we have some class status we have to be trapped in. It says, you know, we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, meaning that parliament in London, the king himself, uh, the courts cannot interfere and take away your rights because the state can't take power from us. It's a, even to this day, it's probably the most central difference between America and every other country in the world. It goes well beyond what was needed in order to declare independence. It, it establishes a philosophical basis for a civil democracy in which all persons are guaranteed rights by virtue of their personhood. This political genius 
not just in Jefferson, but in Adams and all the other people who collected here. They saw a new time for humankind, which is that we can be free and that we can make decisions for ourselves. And from what I, a lot of things I was reading over the course of the last uh, 12 hours or so, I guess, was that Jefferson was not initially the first um, person that was selected to to pin the Declaration of Independence. It was John Adams. It was uh, it was a committee. It was Ben Franklin. It was two or three other names I didn't recognize as much. But the reasoning for going with Jefferson was his youthfulness. And you heard Brokaw just talking about it in that clip from History Channel. And I don't, you know, I didn't even look it up. Just has been such a whirlwind of a day. Uh, he was very young and was, you know, representing Virginia, the colony, uh, whatever they called it exactly, of Virginia. And they, just like we do politics now, right? I mean, this was the Continental Congress and the colonies. They still had to get approval of the people because, hell, that's the whole point of this, right? If the people don't want to approve of this, then you don't do it. That is what you're doing here. And they wanted to get. Uh, the uh, the blessings, if you will, or at least the support of the colony, which Jefferson was uh, prominent in. And by drafting him in to be the guy that kind of take front and center, he, he didn't get every word in that end. There was lots of, of, of edits that came in. There was a lot of talk about slavery in the uh, the, the original draft of the of the Declaration of Independence. Meaning that it sounds like after all these years of me saying the founding fathers are kind of uh, are, are, are bigger, uh, slimy uh, assholes than anybody ever gave them credit for. Maybe that's not true because there was portions of the uh, of the declaration that said King George and, uh, and others in his uh, allies in the world were the reasoning for slaves and it, it had to stop. And people went in, and I don't, I don't have a source on this, but I, I, I feel like what I was reading was coming from a, a, a pretty reputable source that they said, we're going to take the slavery part out of it. It's almost like that's too polarizing. We want to stick with the stuff that, that, you know, go with what you know. And they, and they admitted that out, that slavery was not going to be a part of the Declaration of Independence. It was going to stick more to inalienable rights, men are created equal, all these things, like it's it's a as Colin Powell said earlier, a twenty eight point uh, description of what this is. It's not just saying, "Hey, we're out, bro. <laughs> Don't tax us. See y'all, peace." Like it's it's a here's why in a very very elegant and uh, in, in over the top intelligent way of getting it out there. So it was it was something that you it was hard to second guess. It was hard to say if you were a people of the colonies. Yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. That doesn't sound right. It was written so well that, of course, that sounds right. What dummy would, would say that we, we shouldn't be on board with this? But you still have that level of, we are not from here. We migrated here from over there. This is treasonous. This is, this is going against everything that we've been taught in our cultural and societal norms. This goes against everything we've ever been told. So it was brave to vote that way. It was brave to go that direction because overall, I'd say if things were good for you, things would still be good for you if you stayed a, a colony underneath British rule. So, you know, it's it's more to think about that, that we don't spend a lot of time on. It's just, you know, we kind of throw out, it's almost the disification, the Santa Clausification 
of history where we just, you know, you see the good drawings and you see the, you know, George Washington, he could never tell a lie. Is that what it was? Or who he got ate an apple or cherry tree and all this stuff. Who cares about any of that shit? Let's talk about the real stuff. Let's talk about the agony and the decision of, do we go against the freaking king? The king, basically of the world, literally, basically the king of the world. We're over here in this in this massive, unchartered land filled with with Native Americans and 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 hundreds and thousands of miles of unexplored and 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 un, un, not understandable terrain, and we're just these little colonies near the 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 the, the coast. You mean you tell me that we're going to declare that we might we might go to war if we have to? Against the king of the world? <laughs> I mean, come on, think about it. It's fascinating beyond belief. And I wish I knew more. I mean, I'm, I'm just Cliff Notes and duller hippy-dippy type over here who doesn't, I don't have the facts or the names and all the years and all that. But if you just start, I am asking, I am saying, just boil this and dumb it down a little bit and it's still, it's still mind-boggling to think about. You little 13 colonies over there, you're going to put up a fight transatlantically against the king of virtually the world. I'm not sure that I would have the cajones, as they say, to do that. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm almost positive I wouldn't. Hey, man, we're living all right here, right? All we got to do is send them some tax money. They're, they're shipping us supplies. We're living here. We, you know, we, we ran off all the damn Indians. We're, we're, we're raking in corn and potatoes over here. We're, you know, we're, we're eating on Thanksgiving. You know, we got clothes. We got a little bit of, uh, you know, we're making a little bit of innovative improvements around here. It's not a bad place to live. If we go declare war on the king of the world, <laughs> you think that's going to work out for us? I don't think so, dude. I got to get back over here and, you know, plow this or I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'm being a little, I'm totally being flippant, not a little, completely flippant. But it's really something to think about because you, this goes back to my constant arguments of, oh, here's what I'd do. This is what I'd do right now. Let me tell you about what situation you want to talk about. Oh, the sh- Trayvon Martin shooting. Yeah, here's what I'd do. Here's what I'd do. Oh, the Parkland uh, sh- school shooting. Yep, yep, yeah, let me tell you all about what I would do. Yep, Sandusky at Penn State, that scummy bastard, that SOB. You know what? Here, let me tell you what I would have done if I saw that guy doing those. Ah, here's what I would have done. Now, shut up. You don't know what you would have done in anybody else's shoes, whether it's, you know, some small case in Iowa or the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That's America for you. Yep, I'll tell you what I'd do right now. So I don't mean to start hating on it all of a sudden. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to switch gears there. I love this country. I think we all love this country. And there are so many times where you can show that we're divided all the way to the colonies and the decision to, to draft and approve and vote on the Declaration of Independence. There's been conflict and, and, and uh, divisiveness in so many eras, so many eras of, of, the, of this tiny, small history of this country, late 1860s, uh, early 1800s, late 1700s, early 1900s, 1933, 1968, 
1971, uh, 1989, uh, 2003, 2008, 2012, and 2016, and 2018. That's how it works. We have freedom. We have the ability to decide what we do or don't want to do. Sometimes we do that well. Sometimes we don't. It's the cost of freedom. Freedom isn't free, as they say in the stupid South Park song. It's not stupid. It's incredible. But it's not free. And you have to, you have to deal with, the, with what is awful about it so you can enjoy the, the parts that are amazing about it. And you can't get overly pissed off. And you can't start hating all your neighbors. And you can't start hating all the pe- you know, people you thought were your friends because they think differently than you. You can disagree, but you have to understand sometimes things aren't going to go your way to preserve freedom. Why? Because we've given ourselves the opportunity to be free. And when you're free, you don't always do things the way they should be done because you have the freedom to be a dipshit. You have the freedom to make awful decisions. You have the freedom to ruin things. And you have the freedom to make amazing, innovative, modern marvels. You have the freedom to do these things. It's good and it's bad. And you have to deal with them both. And just because somebody wants to do something differently than you do doesn't mean you need, you need, we need to start an online Facebook war about it. And I'll just stop right there before, because I could, I could, I, I'm already 20 minutes into this segment. I could do this a lot longer, and I don't want to because uh, I'm ready to put the raps on the show. This is the Charlie Daniels Band, one of the better jam bands of the 1970s that nobody understands or realizes is a jam band because he's gone through so many transformations in his life and has basically been a Christian folk singer for the last 20 years. But this is a, this is a good song. I, there's people that I would know that would sing it and be like, hell yeah, hell, and I'd be like, oh, God, oh, Jesus Christ, would you shut up? Doesn't mean it's not a good song. You never did think we would ever get together again. Well, we damn sure fooled you. It's in America from Charlie Daniels Band. All right, real fast, as I mentioned earlier, something I forgot to talk about earlier that I actually wrote down to myself to remember to say is that even if your brain isn't that uh, well-educated and is not that intelligent or that it's not completely intellectual. It's still one of the most amazing organs in your body and you can still use it to your advantage. It's like Alexa. It's like Alexa. It doesn't work unless you enable the skill, right? You got to go to your podcast or your, uh, your app and you've got to enable the skill. So then now your Alexa brain works. All you got to do is allow your brain to function. All you got to do is open it up and allow it to soak in the information and, and, and then process that information and then react to it rather than, God damn it, I'm pissed off. Enable the skill in your brain to be able to process the information before you overreact. Sorry, I just I completely forgot to get that in as I wrote it as a note to self to put it in there because I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good uh, little take after all. And then my buddy Eric says, uh, your listenership numbers may indicate differently with these recent podcasts, but I'd rather hear you more than Jeff when I tune into your podcast. Not trying to be critical or negative, but your voice is enough for me. Agree or disagree with your opinions. By the way, I'll keep listening regardless. I'm not leaving. So I, I thought that was a very uh, 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 quality, uh, constructive criticism of, uh, of where I'm at. And I'm glad because that's my voice is the, the voice I like the best, too. 
It's just quite literally I was selfishly kind of cash grabbing and hoping to find some new listeners, some of Jeff Styles' former listeners. And maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. So far, it seems like it. Will they stick around? I don't know. We'll find out. All right, that's it. The follow-up bonus podcast weekly dose thing, whatever this is, is now over. I got to go. See you later. Bye. And you never did.